Acts 3, verse 19. The Bible says, Repent, therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. And he shall send Jesus Christ, which before was preached unto you, whom the heaven must receive until the time of restitution of all things, which God hath spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. Look at this uh, phrase here. He says, Repent, therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out when the times of refreshing. Everyone say, the times of refreshing. So I want to share tonight about times of refreshing from the presence of the Lord. You know, many people are tired. Many people are worn out. And you know, one thing that, I don't just mean um, in the natural. You know, that you can be tired on the inside. Have you ever just been tired in your mind? (laughs) You know, you can be tired in your soul. And so what needs to happen is we need to be refreshed. And we see that it comes from God's presence. I want to read this from the Amplified Classic. See, I took a screenshot of that. Let's see, here we go. So here's what the Amplified says. So repent. Change your mind and purpose. You know, the first, the first thing we have to do to get on track with God is we have to repent. Repent means to turn. It doesn't just mean we feel sorry, but we got caught. It means that we repent, we turn around. And you know, sometimes it, it doesn't, it's not necessarily a gross sin. Lord, I repent of even thinking that way. Or, you know, I repent. You know, it could be say, hey, I, I repent of saying what I said to someone. You know, it could be just something little, but you, you repent, you turn, and you, you ask. One of the things about repentance is turning from something unto something. So you repent from unrighteousness and you yield to righteousness. I repent from not walking in love to that person. Now I begin to walk in love. So there's always a repenting from and unto something else. So he tells us, repent, change your mind and purpose. So every time we repent, we're always going to renew our mind. And you know, one thing that we have to understand, repentance is not a bad word. What do we always think? Oh, they had to repent. Well, it's a gift for everybody. And we shouldn't look at it like some dirty thing. Thank God for repentance. It's the way out. So he says here that you turn around and return to God. That your sins may be erased, blotted out, wiped clean. See, that's good news to me. (laughs) That times of refreshing. See, I like in both um, versions here, he says times. Not just one time. Well, you know, I got refreshed 40 years ago. But, um, you know, I've I've just been, it's been a hard life since serving the Lord. You know, one, one person came up, I think, to, to our pastor one time and said, uh, he, he was just praying for people, and he said, filled and, and joy. 
And he thought, she said, Sonny, I haven't had the joy since 1966. She's like, oh my gosh. You know, what happened to you? And, and you know, did, you know, why, why have you had the joy? What happened in that year? I got married. <laughs> and, and so, you know, just because you got married, <laughs> she, she said that she lost the joy since she got married, but it doesn't have to be like that. But you can have times of refreshing that come from the presence of the Lord. But notice what the Amplified said. The times of refreshing of recovering from the effects of heat. I know just working here about two or three weeks ago, we had those really, really hot days and I'm in the back of a truck and it's like blistering in there. I felt the effects of that. I mean, I should have had electrolytes before that, but I definitely had to recoup my body. That's what the effects of heat is. How do you overcome that? You have refreshing. So he says that you have recovering from the effects of heat, of reviving with fresh air, may come from the presence of the Lord. So all of this comes from being in God's presence. And he says, he may send to you the Christ, the Messiah, who before was designated and appointed for you, even Jesus, whom heaven must receive and retain. So heaven right now is holding Jesus back until the time for the complete restoration of all that God has spoken. So, you know, there's a lot of things that need to happen even before the Lord comes back. And so, but we know that he is coming back very, very soon. Hallelujah. And so, one of the things the Holy Spirit wants to do is to quicken us. The Bible says that the Spirit of God is a quickening spirit. And I forgot to write this verse down, so I'm going to turn to it real quickly. Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8 and verse 11. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwells in you. So that word quicken means to make alive. It doesn't, doesn't mean he's real, like he's fast, he's real quick. It's an old English word, quicken means make alive. He is a quickening spirit. He makes alive. So if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you. So if you're born again, then he dwells within you. So if he dwells within you, he that raised up Christ from the dead <coughs> shall also make alive your mortal bodies. By his spirit. What does that mean? That means I can, I can have healing in my body. I can be quickened. I can be having more and more life on the inside of me. Amen. So he says that same spirit. We used to sing about that. If the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in me. He will quicken my mortal body. Amen. Sometimes I'm the only one that knows these old songs, but that's okay. So the Holy Spirit is a quickening spirit. So we're talking about times of refreshing that come from the presence of the Lord. 
The Bible tells us in John 6, verse 63. Let me just turn this this way. It is the spirit that quickeneth. So what did we say that word quickens mean? It means to make alive. It is the spirit that makes alive. The flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak in you, they are spirit and they are life. How many remember what Proverbs 4 says? In verse 20, my son, attend to my words, incline thy ear to my saying, for they are life unto those that find them. Well, you know, that doesn't mean that you just find them in the scripture. Well, I found the verse here. It can't mean that, but it means you actually find it and it becomes a part of you, becomes something on the inside of you. They are life unto those that find them and health and medicine to all their flesh. He goes on to say, keep your heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues and the forces of the life. All that life is on the inside. What does the enemy want to do? He wants to steal it and take it away from you. So it is the spirit that quickens. The flesh profits nothing. So everything that we do in life should be done in the Spirit and by the Spirit's help. Whatever the outworking of that is. See, I said this, I think, Sunday. The, the thing and the challenge for many people is how do they take the touch of God and God touching them to, to walk it out on a daily basis? So, you know, we can shake and quake and roll on the floor which I'm, I'm for all of that and, and done that many times. But how do I translate that to being a good husband and father and, and employee and minister and all those things? So we have to learn how to, you know, plug those things into everyday life. And the Lord will show us how to do that. And so our preaching, our teaching, our praying, our worship should all be done in and by the Spirit of God. So, you know, the Bible says here, it's a spirit that quickens and the flesh profits nothing. See, how do you know if something's in the flesh? And you've all experienced this because I know I have. If it's just dead, if it's just like last year's bird nest, it's just dry. That's more in the flesh that we are than being in the spirit. But if we're in the spirit, what's going to happen? There's going to be life about it. There's going to be a quickening. There's going to be some life in there, some excitement. And, you know, it's like, I like to think of it like this too. The more conscious of time you are, just, just take, for instance, prayer. The more conscious of time we are, the more conscious of, of who's around us, what we have to do. I'm hungry. I've got to do this. I need to go to the restroom. That's more in, in the flesh that we are. I mean, no need to kid ourselves. We're just more in the flesh. But the more in the spirit you are, that just means you're more conscious of him. Now, you have to explain this because sometimes people think, oh, man, you know, I, I'm definitely not in the spirit. And I don't know if I want to be because so-and-so, brother so-and-so was in the spirit. And he was just like rolled his eyes in the back of his head and talked in tongues. But it, being in the spirit is not some goofy realm. It's just where you're, you're more conscious of him, you're more conscious of God than you are time and uh, other things. But, but take, for instance, like this, and, and my son is a good example of this. You know, you can walk by and say, hey, 
so-and-so called, so-and-so did this, this and that, and he acts like he never heard you because he didn't. <laughs> not because he was, not because he was, you know, lost in, in the spirit, but he was lost in the iPad or, you know, whatever. Well, see, that's the same way. You can get engrossed in God to where you, you're, you're more thinking about him, you're, you're focusing on him, and just time goes by. See, that just means you're more in the spirit. It doesn't mean you're unconscious. You're just more focused on that. <laughs> more conscious of the Lord and being in the spirit. And that's how, that's how the things of God should be. They should be refreshing. You know, prayer should refresh you. You shouldn't come out of prayer like you just had a wrestling match. You shouldn't come out of prayer like, man, you're just sweating and you're just... Now, we know that there's times, the Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers. But it, it's, a, it's from a place of victory. We pray from a place of victory. Not, I don't go to prayer thinking that I'm already, like the devil's already got me in a chokehold, and I'm already just trying to fight against him. No, I go to prayer knowing that I'm a conqueror, more than a conqueror. He's under my, the devil's under my feet, I'm going to enforce the victory that Jesus Christ has already made for me. Hallelujah. And be refreshed. Look over in John chapter 4. Times of refreshing. You know, if there's one thing the church, I'm talking about the, the whole church, universal needs is to be refreshed. I made mention of this Sunday. I said that revival starts in the church. And awakening, awakening happens to the world. But you can't take, you can't have an awakening in the world with a dead church. The church has to be on fire. The church has to be revived. The church has to be returned to its first love. And that's one of the ways that we get back in, into that place. If we return, when you return to your first love, what do you do? Jesus said, do the first works. So the things that, that you did when you got in love, you, you do the same thing. What was that? Spend time with, with each other. Spend time in the presence of God. You worship. I mean, I remember when I first got saved, I, I just, the worship albums and, the, and just laying there just worshiping God and just anything I could do to get into the Word of God too. You know, that shouldn't just, Sometimes people think, well, we've moved on from that and now we've grown up and, and we just, we're not as on fire as we used to be. But no, the, the, the further you go in God, you're supposed to still keep that fervency of spirit. Do you find John 4? Look in verse 21. Jesus, now this is the woman that, that came to Jesus at the well of Samaria. And Jesus saith unto her, Woman, believe me, the hour cometh when you shall neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship, you know not what. We know what we worship for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour cometh and now is. When the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. 
Well, what's the opposite of being in the spirit and in truth? Is in the flesh and with falseness or pretension. So we don't need to have anything that would be any kind of a, a you know, phony or, or anything that's not real. But also walking in the spirit and worshiping in the spirit. That's what God's looking for. God's actually looking for worshipers. He's looking for worshipers today. So as we spend time in God's presence, as we worship him in spirit and truth, we will be refreshed. That's why worship is so important. And wait, what we need to do is wait upon the Lord. I want you to turn over to Isaiah chapter 40. Isaiah chapter 40. Verse 28. Isaiah 40, verse 28. Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard, that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, feigneth not, neither is weary. I'm so glad that God never gets tired. I'm glad we never call in and say, you know, Father, I have a request, and you hear you hear like a, a dial tone. You know, a lot of people nowadays, they, they don't even know what a, a, a busy signal is. Once in a while, you'll hear one still, and it's like, wow, I hadn't heard that in a long time. <laughs> but growing up, we used to hear that all the time. There was You were like an advanced household if you had call waiting. And you'd be on the phone, and you'd hear that little beep. That meant you had a call coming in. Everyone know what I'm saying? Okay. Okay, at least you guys are not that far behind. Okay. <laughs> but thank God we don't we don't call and then we have a uh, we hear a uh, automated message says this is the Father God and um, I'm sorry I can't uh, get to your call right now I can't get to your prayer uh, it's been a long day up here in heaven and you know he's not going to ever do that he's never going to turn you away. He fainteth not. He's, ne he's neither weary. God never gets tired. There is no searching of his understanding. He gives power to the faint. Well, pastor, I feel faint. Well, he gives power to the faint. And to them that have no might, he increases strength. That means you just run out of power. You've run out of, you know, you ever just zig when you should have zagged? You ever, you ever went left when you should have went right? You just... You get to that place where you just have no might, no strength. But he says that to them that have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary. And the young men shall utterly fall. I mean, natural strength is not going to last forever. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. So I want you to look at this, and it says, they that wait upon the Lord. Now, that doesn't mean you just sit, you know, just in a chair and, okay, God, I'm waiting on you. And No, it's actually an active stance. And so actually this word wait means to, to linger in his presence. To linger in his presence. So when you wait, and just think about like a, 
a waiter, a waitress. What are they doing? They're waiting on you. They're serving. So you're actually worshiping God. You're waiting on him. And what you're going to, the Bible says, renew their strength. Now, the, if you look at the margin of most Bibles, it says Hebrew change. So actually, there is a spiritual exchange that happens. What did Paul say? When I am weak, then I am strong. My strength, my weakness, my strength is made perfect in weakness. <laughs> and so I exchange my sin for his righteousness. I exchange my sickness for healing. I exchange poverty for wealth. I exchange confusion and a mixed up mind for having a sound mind. And this all happens as I re wait upon the Lord and let my strength be renewed. Everyone say, Lord, renew my strength. Well, you know, there's things we have to do for that to happen. <laughs> and then I want you to look over in Acts chapter 13. Acts 13. This is when, when Paul, they're going on their uh, missionary journey here. And it says, now there were in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers as Barnabas and Simeon that was called Niger and Lucius of Cyrene and Manon, which had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch and Saul. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said. So we understand that the Holy Spirit speaks to us. You know, when there was one uh, group of people that they were, you know, people just get upset sometimes. This one group was so upset. Well, you know, this person's always talking about hearing from God, hearing from God. You know, that bothers me. This other person spoke up and said, it's the people that never hear from God that bothers me. <laughs> so we, we need to be hearing from the Lord. And the Holy Spirit does speak. But, you know, he never speaks of himself, the Bible says. Whatever he hears the Father say, whatever he hears Jesus say, then he's going to pass that along to us. So begin to expect him to speak to you. But it's not a voice. It's not a some kind of um, voice you hear out here. He speaks to your heart and your spirit. So notice he says, as they ministered to the Lord. Now what does this ministering to the Lord mean? That's the same idea as we see where you wait upon the Lord. When you minister to the Lord, that means you're just loving on Him, you're worshiping Him, you're lingering in His presence. Father, I didn't come here to do anything but just to love on You. I remember hearing Brother Hagin say this one time that he was ministering and ministering to the Lord, actually. and just spending some extra time in prayer. And he said that as he was praying, he just... It's like he envisioned the throne of God and the Father sitting on the throne and he's just worshiping and, and the Father said, Son, what is it that I can do for you? He says, he says Father, he said, I just came to worship you and I don't really have any needs. You met my needs. I just came here to just hang out around the throne, spend time with you. He said it was like the Father's voice just 
changed and became so tender, said, oh, son, I so long to, for all of my children to spend time with me and do things for them if they would just ask me. What does the Bible say? It says he knows those things that we have need of before we ask him, but we're still supposed to ask him. But I, I can see that as the father. I mean, it's just like your kids. You don't want them just coming around when they, Dad, I need $10. <laughs> I need 20 bucks. You want them to come around, hey, Dad, how, how you doing, you know? And then what do you do? What is it you need, son? <laughs> can I help you with something? You want them to spend time. Well, the father's the same way. The father God is the same way. So as they ministered to the Lord, notice what happened, and fasted. We know they missed at least two meals here. You know, they put their flesh under. You know, if you want to get serious, just miss a meal or two. But always combine fasting with prayer. Otherwise, you're just abstaining from food and you're just, you're dieting. But, but when you fast, give yourself to prayer and the reading of the word because what happens is you begin to, to do something spiritually. See, fasting is not spiritual, it's actually natural. But it's what you do with it that makes it spiritual. <laughs> So as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. So the Holy Spirit had already called them, put that calling upon them, but now there's a separation. See, in the, in the Bible, we see a time of calling and then a time of separation. That's why some, a lot of people, I mean, we, we've seen this, you know, with, with different people, but we've seen this throughout the body of Christ where people should separate themselves. You know, they, they feel like, well, I have a call of God, but, you know, they'll go win the world. But they, there needs to be a time of separation in there where maybe they, that person goes to Bible school or, in, you know, learn the things of God. We see this all through the Bible. Here's Paul. He, he was called... But there was many, many, many years before he was separated. And only the Holy Ghost can do that. So this call was confirmed. How did this happen? It happened as they ministered to the Lord. And so what was happening, they were spending time, they were being refreshed in God's presence. They were being refreshed and renewed in the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. So... I like to think of it like this. When we take time to minister to the Lord, he'll minister back to us. Don't you think that would be profitable? If I minister to the Lord, then the Lord's going to minister back to me. But a lot of people, you know, well, even when we come to church, what do we do? We minister to this one. We minister to that one. But in a lot of churches, there's very little ministering to the Lord. We're ministering to, to everybody but Jesus. You know, the special music is, is about ministering to this. The regular music about is, you know, just ministering to one another. But we, in our worship, we have to get to the place where we're actually ministering to the Lord. We don't just sing about God, but we're singing to the Lord. And you know, there's a difference. <clears throat> James 4, 7 says this, Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. 
So who initiates that? I initiate that. Lord, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get hungry for you. I, I'm thirsty, Lord. I need I need a touch from you. Lord, I'm just gonna wait on you. I'm gonna be refreshed. Lord, if no one's gonna get anything, I'm gonna get any get something tonight. <clears throat> Even on a Wednesday night. <laughs> you know, Wednesday night's not a throwaway service. Hallelujah. And so Many times in life, you're going to come to a crossroads where you don't know what to do. You, don't, you won't know exactly what you have to do. So what do you do? When you don't know what to do, you know what to do. You press in. You wait on the Lord. You spend time in his presence. The Bible says this, in his light, we see light. <clears throat> in his light, what does that mean? In the glory of God, there's no darkness. So in the light of God, in, in a time of worship, in, in his light, the light of his glory, the light of his presence, we see light. That means we get direction. We get understanding. We'll know things we didn't know ahead of time when we stand in the presence of God. <coughs> Hallelujah. And so that's why being in God's presence, we have answers. We, we know things that we never knew before. Hallelujah. So times of refreshing from the presence of the Lord. <clears throat> and then I want to, I'm going to close with this, but the Bible tells us in 1 Samuel chapter 16, In verse 23, 16 and 23 says this. And it came to pass when the, now you have to watch the wording on the King James. It says the evil spirit from God. But how many know God doesn't have uh, the Holy Spirit and then he has uh, evil spirits on the side? Actually, what happened, we'll see, I mean, you see this through here. I don't have time to explain it. Saul gave himself up. <clears throat> he was serving God, but then as he sinned, he got away from God. And it actually progressed more and more and more until at the very end of his life, he is consulting witches. How many know that's not God? So we see that this evil spirit comes upon Saul and it says that David took a harp and played with his hand. So Saul was refreshed and was well and the evil spirit departed from him. So here, the, the spirit of God rode upon the sounds of the music. We see this in another time where Elijah and Elisha, and they said, Bring me a minstrel. Bring me a musician. And when they played, the Spirit of God would come upon the prophet. And, uh, I mean, we've seen, we see this all through the Bible. We see it in through history. I remember hearing a man of God say that there was one time he, he, he was in a church and they had like a, a church orchestra. And uh, he said, play something. He said, I feel the anointing of the prophet coming on me. And they, they did this one song by Amy Simple McPherson called Preach the Word. He said he ministered for like three hours. 
just, you know, ministering prophetically to people. And that all came because of the right song. And like he, he said in this book, he said, what if they'd have done the wrong song? I mean, you know, we don't, sometimes we forget the atmosphere that has to be set. And so here, David played the harp. Saul was refreshed and was well. And the evil, this, the evil spirit departed from him. Now we know the evil spirit that he still dealt with that spirit. So it wasn't like he got delivered. But that evil spirit left. So how can we be refreshed? It doesn't mean you, you, if, you, if you're needing to be refreshed, you have an evil spirit. It doesn't mean that. It just means that you just need to be refreshed. It just means that you're tired. It just means that the flesh gets weary. The flesh gets tired. How many know that? So what do you need? You need to be refreshed. You need to be recharged, reinvigorated. Hallelujah. And so we should expect to be continually refreshed. It's not just a sovereign move of God. But if you're hungry, the Bible says you'll be filled. Amen. So what's, what's encouraging about this to me is I, I have the answer to where I know what the answer is in every situation. I don't have to wait just to go get in some meeting. I don't have to wait just to, to go to a prayer meeting. I don't have to wait. I can just be all by my lonesome and just press in. I can cry out. I can pray in the Holy Ghost. I can just, I can say, God, you, I need a touch. I need you to, Lord, you need to, Lord, you come down and touch me right now. And you just begin to cry out. And what's going to happen is refreshing. If, if there's something you need to repent, then you repent. And then times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. You know, a lot of times people take vacations, but they come back even more tired. Well, I just need to get away. I just need to do this. I need to do that. And what happens a lot of times, people, they reach for the wrong thing. Oh, I need some refreshing, so I'm going to go get some Budweiser. Oh, I need some refreshing, so I'm going to go get this over here. Oh, I need some refreshing, so I'm just going to, you know, take off for two months. <laughs> but refreshing, true refreshing comes from where? The presence of God. And so that's why we had to make the, pre the presence of the Lord. That's why this church here, we emphasize the presence of God because if we have, if you have church without the presence, it's called religion. But if you have church with him, it's called the anointing. And you can't do anything without the anointing. The ointment, as one preacher said. <laughs> one person said, what is that he keeps talking about? The ointment, the ointment. He said, I don't know. He said, I don't know exactly what it is, but I know what it's not. So, you know, you, sometimes you may not know everything about the anointing, but when you know it, when it's not. You know when there's no anointing. See, the anointing, and, and the anointing is better, now this is not good English, but it's better felt than telt. Better felt than telt. So the anointing is the presence of God. When his spirit comes upon you, what happens? You're refreshed. What, what's that mean? I can run through a, a troop. I can leap over a wall. 
I mean, you might just you might just leap over, you know, leap run through the wall and leap over a troop when the Spirit of God comes on you. Hallelujah. So that means that I can just stir this up anytime. You know, we talked about stirring up the gift a few weeks ago. You just stir that up and you just, you can get in the privacy of your own bedroom. And you just press in and you just say, God, I want more of you. Lord, I, had, I, I know that you've touched me before, but I want a fresh touch. Lord, I, I don't want to just have the, because you know what happens? When you live on past blessings, you're living on stale manna. When you, when you just, you know what, yeah, we, you know, the Lord touched me back in 2003 and, and um, you know, I've been living off that. No, it leaked out in 2004. Amen. So, so what are we called to do? We're called to stir people up. We're called to, to stir people up to a higher place. And that's what you're called to do in your realm of influence on your job and everywhere you go. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Father, we thank you tonight for your people, Lord. We thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, that even as we share tonight, Lord, I just thank you, Lord, that each person will begin to get a hunger, Lord, to stand in your presence even more, Lord, to press into your presence, Lord, to, to let the fire of God just consume them, Lord. Lord, that your fire is a good thing. Lord, that, that we know that that we need the fire to burn in us now, that we, we either have the fire now or the fire later, but the fire now purges us and cleanses us. The fire later is hellfire. But Lord, we want your fire right now that, that cleanses us and, and, and purges us, Lord, and lets us be clean, Lord, that we can bear more fruit. And Father, I just thank you for every person. I thank you that times of refreshing shall come from the presence. And Lord, I thank you just lift your hands. Father, we thank you for your presence right now to envelop us. Hallelujah. Lord, even as we, as we go from this place, Lord, I thank you your presence goes with us, that your presence is tangible. Lord, that your presence changes everything. Lord, we'll never take it for granted. Even as we said, Come breathe upon me, breath of God. Come breathe upon me, sweet spirit of the Lord. As I lift my hands and surrender, Lord, we know that as we surrender, Lord, that you'll fill us more and more. We thank you for it, Lord. Father, we thank you that, that Lord, any confusion goes. We thank you, Lord, we have answers on the inside. That you, that you speak to our hearts. Thank you, Father, that we shall run and not be weary. We shall walk and not faint. And, Father, we shall run our course with joy into the end. Lord, that we may hear, well done, good and faithful servant, enter into the joy of the Lord. We thank you for it, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, that's why it's important that you, you change your atmosphere. How do you do that? With music, with song, with, with singing.